Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never... Oh, that's bolt... Uh, oni, baloney. See what happened there? If I'd finished the sentence, there'd be a letter to the bishop tomorrow. And the reason there would be a letter to the bishop is because somebody's sensibilities would have been offended. Their feelings would have been hurt, rightly or wrongly which means words can hurt us. They hurt us all the time. Any parent who's ever had a teenager slam a door in their face and say, I hate you. Anyone who's ever had a boyfriend or girlfriend call and say, we need to talk. It's not you, it's me. No, words absolutely can hurt us. They can also build us up. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. See what you can do? Ah, words have great power. They can literally create realities. The scriptures say it was by a word that God spoke the world into existence. And in just a few moments... In our midst, together, Father and us will speak God's own presence into existence. God making himself present at a word. Words have the power to make and words have the power to break. So when Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, blessed are the merciful, as he did last week, He's making declarations about the world. It's not 
it's possible for the poor in spirit to be blessed. It's possible if you are merciful to someone that there's a blessing in that for you. No, it just is. The word is spoken. But when he changes his uh, grammatical voice, as it were, from blessed are you when to you are, we got to pay attention. Because he's telling us something deep and profound and essential about our own identity. You are the salt of the earth. I very nearly used salty language at the beginning of the homily. See what I did there? Salt is sharp. That's why it works on our tongues the way it does. When someone's being salty or caustic, they're being honest, forthright, integral. To this day, when we say someone is salt of the earth or just earthy, right? We still talk like that here in Iowa. We mean they're kind of flat-footed and honest. What you see is what you get. He's like an Iowa farmer when he's not talking about the weather. You are the salt of the earth. There should be something sharp about you, something slightly caustic, not to burn for its own sake. If we use salt well, it enhances flavors. It doesn't suppress them. But it does do something different than what would be already there. Salt, having lost its flavor, is good for nothing but to grit the path. We know all about salt this time of year here in Iowa. And notice what happens if they use too much salt and what it does to your car. So, so these images aren't maybe quite as friendly as at first they appear. You are the light of the world. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. Nor do they set a lamp, nor do they light a lamp and then put it under a bushel basket. Rather, it is set on the lampstand where it gives light to all in the house. Now, it's important to note here, uh, the Greek here for light is indistinguishable from fire because there was no other way to get light than fire, right? And the kind of lamp that Jesus is talking about putting on the lampstand is not what is at your bedside table or mine. It's an open flame. What happens if you set a wicker basket over an open flame? It burns. It's not that the flame goes out. Something catches fire. Something goes very, very wrong. Which is why Jesus uses this images of a lamp. It illuminates. It brightens. It, 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 it shows things that otherwise couldn't be seen, like when you're able to take a flashlight to the corner of a room. But it doesn't scald. It's not burning or blazing. It's not, it's not intended to hurt. These images are deliberately set against each other, right? The salt is caustic, exceptional, sharp, tangy, right? And, and, and enough that we have to be careful not to burn ourselves when we use it. But the lamp is deliberately controlled light, subdued light, directed light, focused light. Jesus isn't just being sort of optimistic. 
I remember as a kid, I don't know if they still do stuff like this. I remember like when I was at Dowling, they would write stuff like this up inside like the locker rooms or over the door in the band room. There was something like this. And it became kind of indistinguishable from the sort of message you'd give in an after school special. Believe in yourself. There's no I in team. This kind of thing, right? And if we hear you are the light of the world or you are the salt of the earth as a kind of self-congratulatory anthem, aren't we great? I'm salt of the earth. You salt of the earth. I'm light of the world. Are you light of the world? I'm light of the world. Then we've missed what he's doing here. Because he's saying this to the people that last week he told blessed because their lives were terrible. Now, now we might see what he's really about. He's talking to a large group of sad and lonely and disaffected people waiting for someone to finally say something that begins to make the world make sense and starts to put things to right. And what he says to them is, blessed are you in your poverty and blessed are you in your mercy and blessed are you in your thirsting after things like peace and justice and life that seem never to come. And then he turns it around and he says, you in this state, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Just so your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Your good deeds. Your good deeds. See, I don't think what he's saying is simply, you're going to be my followers. We need to look good. So kind of like when we put kids in a school uniform and tell them to behave when they go to the zoo, do good things so that we, can, we got a reputation to maintain. I don't think that's the move here. I think instead the Lord is calling us to something much more profound. Because he's talking to the tired and the weak and the disaffected, because he's talking to people that are in mourning and weeping in fear, because he's calling blessed those who seem most down on their luck, and he's telling them they're the light of the world, and them they're the salt of the earth, I think maybe this beatitude, this blessing, is not to be found in our attaboys and attagirls, in the merit badges that we put on to, to virtue signal to the world about what we've done. I, th I think he's after the opposite. This week, the Holy Father went to Congo and South Sudan, both countries ravaged by war longer than anyone living can remember. And in one of the, the masses that they had at the offertory, uh, a young man, people, they brought the gifts, of course, and then they brought other gifts that were later to be given to the Holy Father. A teenage boy brought in the machete that he'd seen the neighbors use to murder his family. And a parish priest who'd lost most of his hands brought in the instruments that they used on him and his parishioners. And the moment that stole everyone's heart was, was when a young woman came in with her two children and brought them to the Holy Father for a blessing with a mat that she laid down the mat on which those girls had been conceived against her will. Now you see, this light and this salt, 
It's not all it's cracked up to be. It, it has a cost. It makes demands on us. If we are to be the lights that he's called us to be, if we're to be the flavor that makes the world come alive, we've got to bring that stuff to the altar tonight. We've got to be willing to uncover those dark corners inside ourselves and give that to him. We've got to be willing, not despite our brokenness, but because of it, to show the world we believe, we have seen and we know and we have touched the living God. And I might be a mess now, but imagine the mess I would be without him. And if we can do that, then just like those gifts, those children bore to the altar that the Holy Father was celebrating Mass at this week, then he can do what he does every time, every time we offer him anything, good, bad, ugly, or in between. He'll return it to us changed so that we can return, changed to the world, to change the world itself.